Hey, I didn't think I'd see you again so soon. Don't get me wrong, it's nice. I, uh, missed you. <clears throat> anyway, let's get started. This is Strange Stories to Tell Yourself. All the lives you forgot you lived. Fallen by Adrian Muhajirin. When you were a kid on the swings at school, you used to hold tight to the chains and lean all the way back. As you flew, the wind whipping past, you would stare down at the sky. It was all you could see, blue and endless under your dangling feet. It was like the whole world dropped away. At that moment, you were sure. If you let go of the chains, you would fall upwards, plunge into that bright blue emptiness, and keep falling like you do in a dream. Never was the world bigger and you smaller. These days, when you're out in the field, you sometimes feel the same way, but just for a moment or two. When the prairie sky is a dome of ozone, the earth a flat line, and the wind pounds past your ears rippling your t-shirt like you're flying again. Then the truck pulls up behind you. Back to work. Sensor got knocked over at Nelson Road, Connor says as you climb into the back seat. Next to him, Amy turns around and grins at you. We got the gun. She has a raccoon mask tan around her eyes from her sunglasses. Gary said it could be a coyote. Connor turns left at the end of the block, onto the dirt road. It's a good job. It's government, so you make $17.50 for an hour of busy work, and you get to wear your headphones most of the time. Connor takes the dirt roads at 40 the whole way. Amy turns on country radio and sings along. The Nelson Road fields were planted early in the season. Now they're thick with tall rows of canola, prickly green plants sprouting nests of yellow flowers. You've walked through those rows a dozen times to take heights. The trick is to use your meter stick to hold the plants at bay. Otherwise, they scratch your arms and legs, stain your clothing yellow. Connor gets the 22 rifle from the truck bed. Three large birds wheel in the blank blue sky. There's always hawks around here. You saw one dive for a gopher once, fold in its wings and drop like a cartoon anvil. The gopher's little legs had pedaled the air as the ground sailed away from him, never to touch the earth again. Sensors over there. Connor points northwest, starts walking along the row, the rifle in the crook of his arm. You and Amy follow. The jungle of canola stirs like some huge breathing creature. A couple rows of corn stalks line the outer edge, guarding it from the wind. Look, Amy points. Up ahead, the canola has fallen in. One small patch on the edge of the block, bent and broken. The other rows hide it from view. The hawks are circling above you now. Connor stops a few feet away from the spot. There's something in there. You all look down at the patch of flattened crops. Something has fallen into the canola. <laughs> 
It's human-sized, lying on a bed of snapped and bowed plants. The feathers are smeared in dark red and oily yellow. The huge wings are broken and bent. Bones poke through, snapped and hollow. The feet are scaled talons driven into the dirt. You want to look away, but you're afraid to because it has a face like a woman's emerging from a feathered neck, the eyes closed, the lips split and bloody. The three of you stand on the edge of the row and stare. The weightlessness is returning. The rising of your stomach as the world flips on its end. A month ago, or maybe two, you found a dead fox in one of the fields. Flat and dried like piece of jerky. Orange fur caked with dirt. So delicate and beautiful and sickening. You'd almost wanted to pick it up. Maybe you would have if the others hadn't been watching. It's still alive, Amy says. She's right. The creature's feathered chest rises. The slits for nostrils whistle as they suck in air. Beside you, Connor stirs, lifts the rifle. A bead of sweat streaks the dust on his forehead. No, you say. His hands shake as he racks the bolt, brings it to his shoulder. Don't. You realize that Amy has started to scream because the eyes are open. They're as large as your palm, an amber round like a bird's. The black pupils dilate. The canola shakes as the body arches and struggles, the branches digging into its flesh, the bones lurching. The shock deafens you. Blood splatters your sneakers. The creature cries and thrashes. Connor fires again. Stop. You stagger and throw yourself at him. Connor digs his boots in, yanking at the rifle. There's a stinging slap at your chest, the bullet punching a ragged red hole in your t-shirt. Your ears ring from the crack of thunder. The dirt bites into your palms as you hit the ground. You catch a glimpse of the hawks above you. Connor! Amy shouts, but she stands where she is. The whites of Connor's eyes are wide, jittering back and forth between you and the dying creature. His mouth opening and closing as if he could explain. You get up, scraping your knees and run. But your legs are heavy. And the row of canola seems to go on and on. You could run for miles and never reach the horizon where they say the earth curves. So you stop, panting, and sit down on the ground. Amy's running too, the other way. But Connor lurches around, it's almost funny the way she flops over, arms flung out. The blood soaking your t-shirt is pleasantly warm. You lie back on the soil and look up at that bright blue emptiness, that happy infinite void that looms over you. You close your eyes, feel the wind on your face, and the sensation of swinging. Fallen was written and performed by Adrian Muhadrin. 
Production, music, and sound design by Michael Houston. Sound mix by Adrian Muhadrin. The additional music was Guadalupe River by Todd Barrow, used under a Creative Commons license. Strange Stories to Tell Yourself was created by Leah V. Smith. This has been Strange Stories to Tell Yourself. All the lives you forgot you lived. If you like what you heard, leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. Or whisper your praise into the microphone hidden in your dead houseplant. We'll hear it. Subscribe if you'd like to do this again. Thank you for listening. And for stopping that time you ran over a squirrel. It's not your fault, you know. If it hadn't been your car, it would have been someone else's. But the squirrel wasn't alone when it died, and that's the most anyone can hope for. <laughs>